0: science, strength and conditioning, high performance coaching. Welcome to the Decoding Excellence Show. Hey, everybody, this is your host, Adam Ringler, and welcome to the Decoding Excellence Show, Monday Minutes. It is a brief five to 10 minute episode where we are catching up on everything that is happening in our industry, things we're reading, things we're checking out, things that we are experimenting with, exploring, and it is meant to just be a quick little summary, little tidbits, little breadcrumbs of things that are happening around our strength, conditioning, and high-performance Industry. Like always, if you enjoy the show, there's a couple ways that you can support it. The very first thing I would recommend is please head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. Pop in your email. I promise I won't spam you. And occasionally, about once a month, I'll send you an email. It will be things that I'm reading, almost like a monthly recap of these Monday minute episodes. I think you'll get a lot out of it. I explained to my friends that it is essentially the birch box of newsletters you don't know what you're going to get but you know whatever you receive is going to be chock full of great information so head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter hey everybody welcome to the decoding excellence show monday minutes edition it is october and it is the 21st and we are coming to you live today i'm recording this and going to distribute it today as well but today, rather than doing the question and answer sessions, I thought I would get behind the microphone. It's been a while, actually. It's been uh, it's been nearly a month, and I will tell you uh, within this show why we've had such a long hiatus. It seems like I always have a hiatus with the Decoding Excellence show. It's sort of on and off, but hopefully we are more on than we are actually uh, off the air. So... I again I commend you a thank you for continuing to support the decoding excellence show continuing to support what we're bringing uh, to the masses when it when it comes to sports science and the discussion around the strength and conditioning industry and some of the topics and the conversation points that we like to bring up but this Monday minutes edition is more so about of catching up, seeing what we're up to and what we're doing and what I'm particularly exploring within our current state of what we're doing here in beautiful Boulder, Colorado. So without further ado, here is my Monday Minutes. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's Decoding Excellence show. I'm your host, as always, Adam Ringler, and today is a Monday Minutes episode. Rather than doing a Q&A session, I thought I would just sort of get behind the microphone and rap a little bit. I had a lot of conversations over the last couple weeks, um, sort of growing a little bit more active on Instagram and elsewhere. But the reason I've done this is just sort of invoke some different conversations with other people. One of the things that I shared, I think it was particularly even yesterday, it was a Sunday, uh, that I think has resonated with quite a few people is the idea of sharing biometric data online via social media. I was a proponent of saying this is a bad idea, very bad idea rather. So uh, I wanted to kind of take a moment and talk about where this thought and this idea came from. So one of the things I've seen a lot on social media is that practitioners are widely just sharing screenshots of different dashboards. And look, I I make no uh, ifs or qualms about it. Like I try to share my work. That's something I fundamentally agree with, I believe in, is that you can share your work and you can try to help the industry by exposing some different methods and exposing different best practices of what you're doing versus what other people are doing. Um, And that helps grow the industry. It allows for other people to see what you're doing and try to grow and adapt and develop their own best practices. Where I get a little um, frustrated with our sports science industry is when you are sharing and you're attaching student athletes names to it. I think that is, is especially dangerous in this landscape of where we live in right now. So, and what I mean by that is that sports biometric data is widely unregulated right now within the NCAA. And as a as a technologist, if you will, right, a sports scientist, as a strength conditioning coach, I love and lean into that, right, that we can equip our athletes with wearable tech, right? Um, accelerometers, and heart rate monitors, and we can do force outputs, and we can use Nordboards and VOD performance, and and all of the great performance technologies that we have. I think that's awesome, right? Especially as we start to even dive under the hood, and we start looking at, um, like, again, like biometric, uh, you know, blood labs, things like that. Um, That is awesome. Where I get very concerned with, and what I get very concerned with, is when we start to share those things. You share your work, but it has athletes' names on it. And why I become concerned about that, let me tell you a number of reasons. Number one, if we want biometric data regulation, that's the route we go, right? So, as it is a very unregulated field right now, and we have a lot of liberty to lean into those technologies and use them and harness them, I also think we have a great responsibility to use it in a way uh, that protects the well-being and protects the student-athlete. And I don't necessarily know if sharing that information widely on social media in an effort to um, show your work or whatever, if that is protecting the... You know the the well being of our student athletes, right? So one of the things that I really try to do is I try to anonymize and I try to de-identify most of the information, not not even most. Let's just be let's let's call a spade a spade. All of the information that is ever shown online right this is sensitive information it is their data as much as we use it we we um, have a repository and athlete management system that is highly highly um, encrypted and regulated and hipaa and um, hipaa compliant and all of these different sort of uh, um, compliances that we've set up for it and for the safeguarding of student athlete data We have a responsibility to not breach that, right? And I see it so often online and it disturbs me. It makes me uh, not just cringe, but it makes me very worried um, because, again, I think we have equipped it. We've created such a low barrier for our industry, for sports scientists and practitioners and strength coaches and everybody else to do some really cool things and gather some really great insights about athletes and how they're responding to training stress and all that. But what we haven't done a good enough job, and I point the finger back at me, right, and back at our industry, is really being clear and concise about the ethical responsibilities that we have with the data that we collect. It's far way too easy to collect information. It's a whole nother thing to be really ironing out how we safeguard that information, how we encrypt that information, how do we data warehouse that information, who within the organization has permission to that. And we need to really, really think about the ethics and the um, responsibility that we have with that data, because it's important. Um, It's important because we're not just talking about trade secrets. We're not talking about best practices. We're talking about real life data, um, biometric data, real life, uh, implications that it has to student athletes, especially when we start to discuss athletes that have a possibility of going on to play professionally in whatever capacity athletes that may have a opportunity to go on and compete for their country, uh, whether it's, you know, Olympics or junior Olympics or elsewhere. Um, all of these things are really really important when we start to think about who gets access to what information and how is it communicated shared protected and warehoused in a way that is protecting the um, sanctity of that information i could go on and on um, i find this absolutely fa- fascinating and but also really you know we we owe it to our athletes that we work with if we're going to ask them to wear accelerometers if we're going to ask them to uh, partake in you know, blood draws or anything like that, where we're looking at anything that might be sensitive to their medical or performance outcomes then we need to do a better job at making sure that we protect that data from uh, outside influences and people that shouldn't be otherwise viewing that information. And so there th- there goes, obviously, um, the importance of perhaps not sharing non-de-identified information via social media or whether it's on Instagram or Twitter or elsewhere. It's really, really important to protect that. Um, secondly, I-, I could go on and on about about this topic because I think it's really, really important. Secondly, another thing that I alluded to on the opener here on the Decoding Excellence Show is why I've taken such a hiatus away from the Decoding Excellence Show. And there's another good reason um, outside of de-identified and, and, uh, hashed student athlete, uh, KPIs and metrics is that over the last several, several um, weeks, what we've undertaken is a massive migration within our athlete management system from one system to another. And we're talking to the tune of 1.5 million different individual data points, um, 900 different data items from quantifiable uh you know workload monitoring technologies rpes well-being metrics sleep uh, the list goes on and on about what were performance profiles things like that so this has been a daunting task but it's been a really fruitful task in that it's given me provided me an opportunity to really from a conceptual high level macro 30,000 foot view fundamentally ask what in, what questions are important within our own organization. And when I've asked that, you know, we, we start to go down this rabbit hole of, of how do we best answer those questions and what, what departments are best equipped to answer those questions? Because, Let's be honest, strength conditioning or sports performance is not a one-size-fits-all. We are not a panacea for every sport performance outcome. Sometimes it's a nutritional intervention that works well. Sometimes it's a sports psychology intervention that is needed. Sometimes it's a athletic medicine outcome that is needed. Sometimes it's a talent identification uh, solution that is needed. So there's a number of different facets and avenues that we must go down in order to engineer elite athletes and elite athletic programs. And so having this opportunity of really looking at all of our KPIs, all of our metrics, all of what each individual department is collecting and monitoring and assessing really has allowed me to, you know, look at the frequency counts of some of these metrics and understand that, you know, of the 900, what are really important, right? Out of the 900, Are 200 metrics more important than the other remaining, um, you know, 700 metrics that we might be collecting? And of those 200, which actually have merit, which actually are, are regularly or routinely asked to the student athletes or of our various programs. And so this has allowed us an opportunity to really audit our process, our athlete management system and see what can we do better? What questions are we not even asking? What technologies do we need to continue to invest in in order to be able to answer the questions the research questions that we have organizationally and what do we need to do to really equip our athletes in the best opportunity to succeed here at colorado and elsewhere so it's been a uh to to be honest it's been a very daunting task of having to go through a lot of these kpis and and uh and measure them and monitor them and and you know obviously migrate them from one platform to another but it's been one that has you know Been something that is, I'm insanely passionate about. I think, you know, if you've listened to the interview with uh, Jay DeMaio on the CVASP podcast Outside the Rack, you know, I alluded to it that um I'm working on this project that's, you know, taking a lot of my attention, a lot of my focus, a lot of my energy. And I'm looking for avenues of decompressing away from it <laughs> and uh, relaxing and escaping from some respects um, some of these tasks and objectives I've had. And if you've listened to the way that I responded to that question, I said, look, I'm you know i'm i'm really passionate about this and i'm going down this rabbit hole and you know at some point in time i i recognize that the sprint in this project will be over uh, i will be exhausted at the finish line and then i'll be looking at having some r and r so you know wow it's been uh, a daunting and audacious task of doing all of this we are really, really excited. We're gaining traction in this project. And it is, uh, it's actually exceeding my expectations. Some days, I feel like we're moving incredibly slow. And other days, I I take a step back and look at it through the lens and the perspective of an outsider. And I say, "We're, we're doing some really novel things that a lot of organizations aren't doing. And we're asking some really important questions. And I think that, you know, we'll be in a position, you know, anywhere from six weeks, six months, and hopefully six years where we're, we're, confidently answering those, um, and really leading, uh, leading the charge and doing some really innovative and exciting things for the sport, uh, sport industry. Um, outside of that, really, it's been just enjoying sunny, you know, sunny, sunshine, full Boulder, Colorado. We're in the heart of, you know, obviously our fall training. Anybody that's in strength conditioning understands that the fall schedule is crazy. It's busy. It's chaotic. You know, I got two young kids that are also in school at this time. So, they are both going through you know first grade and, and preschool. So it is a, it's a hectic season um, with these these objectives and some of these projects that we' we're, we're undertaking. Um, but at the same time, it's one that's really exciting and, uh, and one that's just a really fun fall right now. Um, I'd like to say that our teams are off to some success. Um, you know, had you ask me that maybe six weeks ago? Uh, if my response could have been very different uh, or four weeks ago it could have been different but uh you know I, we, we feel like we're in an opportunity to win um, and that's you know that's all I can ask for as a sports performance coach is to position athletes in a, in a healthy state in a state where they have the opportunity to seize victory. Um, and compete and win uh, not only matches and games and competitions, but also championships. And that's what we're obviously building towards and, and positioning our teams to uh, to obviously do do such um, in a postseason run. So don't want to get too far ahead of myself on that, but it's been a fun and exciting fall semester. And Ultimately, I, I'm hoping that we can bring some more guests on the Decoding Excellence show to talk about sports science and our state of our industry, strength and conditioning, um, the X's and the O's, the chalk and the dust, the steel, what we're doing in the rack, but what we're also doing outside of the rack, and really start to talk about other integrations within sports science and performance technologies you know, we spend so much time talking about force analysis with dart dual force plates and and VOD Performance Technologies, who have you know I've alluded to a lot on the show openers, especially early in the early days of the Decoding Excellence shows. But you know, the new motion capture system that we have to assess joint ranges of motion and movement kinematics and and biomechanical analysis is really exciting. Brings me back to my early biomechanical days at Michigan State University and taking some of those classes with. With uh, who was otherwise my graduate advisor back in the day, um, so it's it's really coming full circle on some of the things that we're doing and how we're trying to assess total body um, joint ranges and motions and assess a movement quality and a movement index, in addition to some of the performance indexes, but. I am looking uh, forward to having more guests on the shows. And if there's people that you want to recommend to join me on the Decoding Excellence Show, please send me a Instagram or a Twitter message or a Facebook message. Go to uh, adamringler.com forward/social. slash social. Check that out there, and uh, and sign up for the messenger and shoot me a message and tell me those recommendations. I'll reach out to them immediately if they are within the industry or they're with you know outside of the industry. I don't care if there's a lesson to learn, then there is a microphone that I would love for them to get behind so that we can uh, distill some of the wisdom, some of the lessons, some of the tactics and tools that they use to succeed in their own avenue of. Uh, of life, So I think that's going to wrap up this decoding excellent show. As always, thank you so much for supporting the show, especially through the the ebbs and the flows, the, the days, the sprints where we have multiple episodes and posts and those that uh, weeks go by without an episode. We'll continue to try to be more consistent. But at the same time, I know that life interferes quite frequently. And if I don't get an episode out next week, I, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I have a full sports science and strength and conditioning responsibility as well as trying to be the best father I can be and the best husband I can be and manage a life as well. But until next time, thank you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this Monday Minutes show. I hope you took something away from it. And as always, there's a number of different ways that you can support the show, right? The first thing is I have a monthly newsletter that goes out. It is located at adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. And like I said in the intro, it is chocked full of great articles, research papers, Um, sort of daily notes, things I'm finding fascinating and experimenting with and being a human guinea pig with to try to change my own behaviors, my own habits, but ultimately to really try to improve my life and get something a little bit more meaningful out of it. So uh, head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter pop in your email and i promise you you'll get the welcome email and you'll start receiving those monthly updates and you won't regret it i'm not going to send you a bunch of spam messages or anything like that i really think that you'll get a lot out of it and uh and check it out I get questions every single time we publish either an article or the latest update to the Decoding Excellence Show. And the question I often receive is, how do I support this show? Well, we have a new way that the audience and the crowd and everybody else here can support the Decoding Excellence Show. Head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler it's actually not buying me a coffee. I know the name sounds sort of uh, confusing or misleading, if you will. But what it is, is it's a, a platform, a sort of a crowdsourcing way of, uh, of donating to the show. And the idea is that you would donate a coffee, right? $5, $4 or whatever, to the Decoding Excellence show. And what we do with this is we turn the proceeds Directly over to supporting the hosting of the Decoding Excellence show, on whether it's on Spotify or on Simplecast or iTunes and elsewhere, and it, it supports the hosting fees for our website and the Decoding Excellence uh, Decoding Excellence show. So, if you want to support the show, you can buy me a coffee. You can buy seven coffees. You buy yourself a coffee. Otherwise, please head over, check it out. It is buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. I'll include it in the show notes. And as always, thank you for supporting the Decoding Excellence Show.